Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's episode 118, Redleaf Retrocast. That's us. I am JD. You are Tori. I am me. And you are Hickey. Yeah, hello. Hey, it's the three of us. We're reviewing The Beast Claw today. I believe this was Tori's pick for the podcast. It was indeed. Kimo Nozumi. Did I say Jesus Christ. Oh. Kimono no, Kimono no, Yeah. It's a tongue. It's a, I have such a hard time with that name. I have such a hard time. Dubby's Claw. That's that's just what I'll say. Dubby's Claw. No, with I D-A. have such a hard time with a straightforward name. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're I gonna get tongue tied when if, I say it. If you're gonna call it the Beast Claw, you need to Kimono. just say it in a in a eighties intonation. Dubby's Claw. Dubby's Claw. <laughs> yeah, what so a that's. Wild. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's Masaki Wasa. I ha- went in with an expectation of it being vastly weird. I would say it accomplished that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it surpassed a little bit. In, 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 in out, some senses. The Mad Out show from 2006. It's directed by Masaki Wasa. But the episode was directed by people like Sayo Yamamoto, who did uh, The Woman Called Fujikomine. And Kenji Nakamura, who did stuff like See the Money of Soul and Possibility of Control. Mononoke, Gachaman, uh, Gachaman Crowd Status, uh, and those shows. Like, it's basically a show by a bunch of people who are known for making weird shows to begin with. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll find out take- later if they were successful in making a good weird show. There you go. Uh, in other news, this is the Redley Fretcher cast. Leave us a review on iTunes, and Spotify leaves re- reviews now. Just, like, slap that little five-star thing. Be nice. Get us uh, up in the algorithm again. Things have been... Without the ratings now, the algorithms are all messed up uh, for us. So help us out there. Do that. And also on Red Leaf Retrocast, we got the wrestling podcast. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. And the retro gaming, which is where it all began. And in kind of a crossover of plugs... The next Retro Gaming Podcast, we are going to be reviewing Shenmue, the first one in that theme, which is relevant and kind of a coincidence, it wasn't totally on purpose, is the anime of Shenmue is coming out on uh, Toonami in the United States uh, upon this recording tomorrow. And we were, before the podcast, talking a lot about Shenmue and kind of my experience with it, what we think of the show and the or the pro- I guess the prospect of the show on Toonami, Tori, you're just like, Crunchyroll productions are generally bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to spend money to not win that much money. <laughs> God, at least when it comes to the originals. Barely any money to make even less. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 So I don't... <laughs> got to you know, spend that Sony money. 
Well, yeah, I don't know who the audience for the Shenmue anime even would be and who's going to watch it because as soon as Shenmue 3 came out and it was bad, a lot of the hype just disappeared. What do you mean, JD? All the kids today are hyped for Shenmue. (laughs) When did the third game even come? Was that like two years ago now? 2019? Uh, Shenmue 3. Question mark? Shenmue 3 came out yeah 2019 oh let's go <laughs> let's go hickey Boy, it's right on that doesn't even count it absolutely counts <laughs> oh i mean you did half uh, half a point half a point <laughs> i'll take half of it i'll take full i'll take just half half of a right uh answer because i doubt myself <laughs> all righty so as my cat's very much running around the apartment now, causing trouble. Uh, what else is new? Yeah. We got... Uh, so I've been watching... I caught up on some of the seasonal anime. Uh, and one of them was uh, Biscuit Hammer. I mentioned a few podcasts ago that I was going to check it out. It looked kind of interesting and different. <clears throat> and I gotta say, I quite like it. It's hold on. I gotta send Tori a message there. There you go. <laughs> you gotta send me a message, man, in the middle of recording. Oh yeah, it's quite quite Backing. important. Oh. Hmm. So yeah, Biscuit Hammer is about uh, this like disease rust going through the way going through the wasteland of the world, and essentially it's a virus. And there's people. Uh, called like mushroom keepers and their kind of job is to spread mushrooms throughout the world so they can absorb the rust but there's like political uh things happening behind the scenes where they you know they want to control the people and rust is a great way to control that so they created a narrative against the mushroom keepers blah 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 so our main character is of course crazy strong and wild and he meets a doctor that uh really wants to kind of cure find a cure for it and they the first three episodes is kind of setting up that scene, and they go off on their wacky adventure to try and do that. So the first three episodes, I gotta give a thumbs up to. I'm really into it. It's uh, the doctor character. He's a he's a little bit too feminine, which I, obviously is on purpose for various reasons. But the I think the premise is cool. The action's cool. It's got a decent little cast of characters. I think uh, I think uh, people can get into. If you know me and my fandom, 118 episodes into this thing now that we're doing, <laughs> then check it out. And I saw Kuroshii. Saw the Chateau Dankworth show. Tori? Yes? Yeah, you're kind of right about this. She is, not wor- she is not worthy of such a name. <laughs> no. No, she's lame. Yeah, she's no Quite good. Quite lame, yeah. Uh, let's see. I caught up with Lupin the Third, Part 6. Yay! I watched everything that was out in the morning because I had nothing to do. <laughs> and oh, man, how, there's some, how far there's are you some, into it now? Because I only got... Uh, I'm, I, I, I caught up. Episodes. I caught up to it. Okay. I caught up to it. There's one episode, which is episode 10, which is an absolute trip. Really? Yeah, it is quite a trip. Out of the whole things... Out of everything I've seen in Lupin, I think that is that is one of the trippiest ones. Ooh, I'm kind of excited. I don't. I I'll need to look at the 
the credits and see who wrote the storyboard for that episode because it is not a Lupin episode at all. You think it's like it a Masaki Wasa episode? <laughs> you just kind of popped in for one? Yeah, kind of. Bez- I don't want to spoil because it's like, I, I don't know. I just don't want to spoil it. It's, just, it's quite a trip. Fair enough. You just put it all. It, it doesn't feel like a fucking Lupin episode. It feels like a weird 2010 psychological thriller anime episode that just got mixed into the the Lupin story. Are we talking serial experiments lane weird, or are we talking like um, the Beast Claw weird? <laughs> mm, none of them, actually. Oh. More like Death Note? Oh. But just, but just the wacky parts of Death Note. <laughs> oh? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta like, watch I, this now. It, but it's it's very mild. It's it's just not a Lupin episode. It involves some uh, like paranormal stuff, which is not really on the Lupin kind of you know way of doing stuff. It, it it is weird. It doesn't feel like Lupin episode. It doesn't feel like that person wrote many episodes of Lupin before. I follow you. Okay. Are are you quite caught nice. up in Lupin, Tori? No, I'm quite far behind on Lupin at the moment. Have you watched episode 10, Tori? No, no, no. Like, uh, let me see. I am at, like, episode three? No, six. 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 I say that everything has been fine and being Actually, keep picking up. Like, uh, I'm not falling behind in the season, which is great. And don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, Hickey. I know you're distracted. Okay, okay. sorry. Uh, and apparently, there is this anime called Dolls Frontline, which is from a game called Girls Frontline. It's a Chinese smartphone game. Uh, I think that is the surprise of the se- the season not because it's good uh basically girls with guns and the girls that are basically the guns and they are dolls they go out to kill robots oh. that's the premise of the smartphone game and you have a bunch of cool guns in the game and you expect the game uh, the, the anime of a game about guns to have the actual guns what happened was people were hyping up the show because the producers were saying, no, we, we went to specialists. We look at a bunch of guns. We tested them and we know what we're doing. And when the show came, the animators don't know how to write the fucking guns. So some stuff that happened was a doll about a certain gun using different guns. And the absolute level of cursed gun design is in that show. It's so amazing that every single week, people who are fans of this series or the smartphone game are not watching the show to see what will happen in the story, but what, how they fucked up the gun designs even more. So it's quite uh, interesting. <laughs> well, then. Tori, do you have any? It is really cursed. Hmm. No, I haven't been paying attention. Ooh. 
Oh. Uh, nothing. I just got a got a bad reaction. Okay, <laughs> a bad reaction. Someone yeah. like poke you from behind unexpectedly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just uh, messing around with my audio setup a little bit. Still getting used to it. So uh, yeah, I can hear that. You're, you're crackling it. quite a lot. Yeah. You're. Am I? You're oh sure? yeah. Hickey, do you hear it? That is. Can you speak, Tori? Please. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, that's is it crackling? It is a little bit fried, but I don't say crackling. Fried. Eh? I was like, okay. I didn't, I didn't really like, I didn't pay attention to any crackling. It's just kind of staticky. Yeah, JD. I mean, JD's been telling me that it is crackling, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm list. I'm looking at my audio and I'm checking. It's just everything. how I'm you're coming across a behind the scenes yeah, action I, going it, on here. You sound good just, now. You sound good now. Your your voice is your voice is quite crisp. It's just that it, because it's a little bit husky. It's probably that the JD is thinking that it's crackling, but it's not the mic. It's just no. that you, <laughs> no. the, the, the voice quality is better now, than, so you can realize that there's a little bit of huskiness in the voice. Kind of like mine. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. It's not crackling. It's we just figuring uh, it out. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, it's been very cool, like, Extremely cursed. It is amazing how you fuck up a gun design so badly, especially like in M4. <laughs> how the fuck did you M4 is quite like or M16 is quite the the classic design. How do you fuck that that up is beyond me. Well, who knows? They're Japanese. I don't think they see many M4s or M16s that much. Oh, I don't know what gives you that idea. <laughs> You know, I see anime like, all the time. They bring guns everywhere, everywhere with yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone knows the internet doesn't exist in Japan. It's not like <laughs> they can look the fucking design up. Yeah, it's really bad, really bad. Oh boy, Jesus! I mean, I could, I could go into detail because JD basically works on this. <laughs> works making M4 barrels. He would know what I'm talking about <laughs> when I describe the gun. <laughs> it's really bad, but anyway. I think that's about it. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any other show worth mentioning from this season. Everyone is going absolutely crazy about Marine from Solo Biscadol, but that's expected. Really? Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> well. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 show. I had yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love tra- of traditional dolls. Yeah, it's that that show. That's not for me. <laughs> not for me. Very cute. Very cute. I got to say, the last uh, few episodes of Demon Slayer have been extremely exciting and uh, unique. It's just been constant action and fighting scenes. So the less the characters speak, the more I like the show. <laughs> Go figure. Just give me the fighting montage already. Fighting Goku, Saku, Sakuraburu, Sakugaburu. Just does the animation. You don't need to show. Yeah, I probably have to do that. Oh, did you see, did you guys see this new My Anime List interface where they added where you can actually like watch the show where it's airing? Yeah, you you just click and and update. Uh, it, they also added that you can instantly update the the episodes by going into the the seasonal list oh sick 
I love that. Nice. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> now I don't have to like mess around with trying to figure out where it's airing. <laughs> awesome. That makes things easier. Okay. Uh, still haven't watched any of Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. I think I'm just kind of waiting for <laughs> like the entire Mark series five. to finish. Yeah. Just like, version, right. v- version version seven. Yeah, version yeah. Seven. Watch it go. This Get will be the final off. final season part three at the end of it all. It's like fuck you. <laughs> it'll finally hit the ending. Everyone will hate it, and then it'll be like, yeah, no, but, but that's that's not it. It's not over. We have the final part, part two point five. Oh, that's not over. Imagine if they pull the fucking girls and puns of Das Finale. It's like, yeah, it's gonna be six movies, and we're gonna release one movie every two years. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. Yeah, I hope your <laughs> fandom doesn't disappear by then. <laughs> by, the end, by the time they come to the last movie, they will announce the actual finale, which will be an OVA that will be re- releasing ten episodes over the span of twenty years. <laughs> uh... It will never end. They will never let it die. Like Naruto yeah. all over again. It'll be like, no. <laughs> must milk this until no one wants it anymore. <laughs> Isn't that right? Strike the blood. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah that, that's still the weirdest one to me because I'm still trying to figure out who, who it is that's actually still watching it. I thought it would be me, but I, I haven't yet. But I'll, I'll have to get on that. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the victim. <laughs> I thought the victim? Strike the Blood is fun in a weird-ass way. <laughs> am I yeah, thinking of a different show, then? Uh, am, I, am I out to lunch? Let's see here. Strike the Blood. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking of, to be honest. I'm going to fight. No, senpai. This is our oh, fight. Oh, I do know this show. Yeah. You do. Did I ever watch the sequel? Let's see here. Probably not. <laughs> I did not. I watched the first season, gave it a four, and never watched it after that. You missed all the things. I was about to say all the good part, but honestly, I don't even remember what happened anymore. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, you missed all the things. Ah, yes. <laughs> you missed like when they, they did the, the thing and they, they fought the the guys and they know yeah. this is our fight and you know all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> all right. Shall we get on to this Misaki Yuasa anime now? Sure. Yes. All right. Let's see. What uh, drop are we feeling? Ah, maybe. Um, yeah. You have some. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Here it goes. My computer will play it. That'd be nice. (laughs) Now, it's time we start dealing with the business at hand. All righty. 18 minutes in. How about that? We still managed to bullshit quite a lot. Hell yeah. The we beast... bullshit even more. Yeah. Yeah. The Beast Claw. Kimono Zumi. Haha. Did it. Success. Ooh, almost. Um, mm, I'm still <laughs> off. Yeah, it's the first E. It's too, too English. It's too English? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, because you know English English okay. is like English is like French. 
the E is fucked. Komonozumi? K, yeah, K. Monozumi? You know what, let's just move on and say that's good enough. (laughs) Good enough, all right. Came out summer 2006, Studio Madhouse, directed by Misaki Wasa, whom is also known for uh, Ping Pong the Animation. Um, Let's see, what else? Well, uh, Kaiba? Which I haven't seen, but I've hear I've heard a lot of good things over it. Which I think is I think we can cover it uh pretty soon, or at least next year maybe. Spring two thousand eight. So next no, okay. Uh what else did it what else has Yuasa done? Uh de- I know one of the Devil Mans, the newest one. Devil, Devil Man, Man Crybaby, Cry yeah. Crybaby, yeah. Mm-hmm. He also did Tatami Galaxy. Tatami Galaxy, that was the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it's like Yujuan Shinwa or something. Is that what it's called? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Am no. I losing my mind? No, 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 no you're, you're not, not wrong. I think he also did Mind Game, now they say that. <laughs> he did, in fact, do Mind Game, yeah. Yeah. I remember that, like, randomly showed up on a Toonami one night, and people were, like, really confused <laughs> of what was going Good. on. Good. Good. Yeah, the director of Azuken. Yeah, Azuken. yeah, that was a Azuken. that was a fun, nice little time. Um, Misaki also has a very distinct art and animation style and character design to it all. Uh, him and his like group yep. of dudes. <laughs> I think the the best one, the best style is definitely the Kemonozume and ping pong animation. How so? <laughs> But uh, the tatami, uh, the the scribble style, okay, I think it's extremely right. different. It's it's very very distinct. Even though tatami galaxy is quite distinct as well, as and it's very cartoonish in the way characters relate. And you know, a uh, ninety uh, short walk and grow as well. It's kind of the same style. It's re- uh, it's dr- uh, drawn by the guy who does. The Asian Kung Fu Generation album covers, or she has leaves. Okay, but I I still think like the kind of scribble con- continuous uh, line style of drawing and and ping pong the animation and Kamalazome are kind of the the best for his kind of style of directing. It's way too chaotic, but organized at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not an artist. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> not an artist. Yeah, it's very, it's very highly stylized and <laughs> doesn't exactly, you know, on one art, uh, hand you see like the kind of like weirdly drawn, like kind of off, like squiggly lines, characters that morph and transform quite easily as they move throughout the screen. And then suddenly you get like weird ass, like live action imagery with filters on and monochrome stuff and just it's it's quite it's quite visually whack as well as just being a weird story so you know it it really it really goes in on that like yeah that like weirdness factor and i mean it's nothing new like we've said that ping pong does the same thing when ping pong wants to get really wacky it gets really wacky and whatnot and it's nothing new for Masaki Wasa, mind game especially mind game is Man, mind game is weird. But, uh, I don't know, like, it's one of those things, like, you either like it or you don't. It's definitely, it's got a charm to it, in my opinion, but it is definitely one of those things, like, it's, if you're not 
if you don't know it's coming, you're going completely blind. You're going to be completely taken aback by that. Like you're just going to be like, "What the fuck am I looking at? What's happening?" Yeah, my first experience with a Masaki Wasa anime was uh, Tatami Galaxy, and the way the it's not it's not even the character animation and the stories yeah. that are like really off-putting to me it's kind of the pace of the show and how just oh, off- it's fucking fast yeah it's fast very well, yeah. fast, is, fast is an understatement yeah it's extremely fast it's it's wild things will go a million miles an hour and then stop on a dime for something that you just don't know why it's going on the way it is uh like for example with this show before i read the summary here like I think it was after episode two, I clicked on three and I thought I had missed like 10 episodes. I thought I clicked on episode 10 or something because I'm just I'm just so confused on how much time had passed. Even if it tells <laughs> it me, I'm help. like, but we missed so much in between, it feels like. And it, that- it doesn't help with the fact that like every episode pretty much starts with like a scene that you just go like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. This isn't where we left off, <laughs> right? The the, con- the like- concept of 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 time is just so wild. And uh, my first experience was in Tatami Galaxy, and <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just I'm just going. These these characters are there. There's a weird sense of comedy throughout a lot of Yuasa shows. I noticed. <laughs> Uh, and if you if you go in and and you don't expect like hardcore mature themes and violence and sex, then that will be shocking to you because he's very very mature about everything he does. Except <laughs> I, the comedy. It, well, yeah, except, except the, the comedy, comedy, which is very childish. So it's like we'll go yeah. from we'll go we'll go from having this like sex scene with people getting murdered, like in the background, and then it'll hard cut to. Hey, I'll get you breakfast. I'll oh, put on your clothes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like, what? I kind of love it, though, because it's so fucking true. Like, it's just like, even when you think, you know, think of people, like, just thinking to myself as well, it's like, ah, I'm a mature adult, but also I am the sort of person that will laugh at a fart joke. Like, I'm not even ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll sure, definitely do that just, in these things. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Just the introduction to the main character, fucking <laughs> Toshihiko. Like, yeah, they're fucking it's it starts as fucking devil man and they're fighting this monster and fucking Toshihiko is the badass motherfucker that is just killing everything and suddenly he just shit himself. <laughs> Literally <laughs> shit himself. Yeah, like, he gets, Wait, what? yeah, he gets some like mental trauma, trauma. and it cause, yeah, it causes yeah, 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 causes some diarrhea. At first, I just love the whole like depiction of it, just like yeah. <laughs> Extravision of his bowels as they just fucking start start moving and something just working its way its way down and you just have a little drop cup out and be like oh shit yeah it's <laughs> that literally ah uh, uh, I've I've been that before I've been in that situation before <laughs> just a little drop and it's like oh I'm so fucking fucked I need a bathroom right now <laughs> it's like oh I I see I, that is extremely it's very child but it's also very relatable I guess. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's like this cannot wait. Like the the animation used to that makes like kicks in the feeling that whatever is happening cannot wait. He needs a bathroom a- asap. <laughs> yeah, which is very good. That's a very good animation, and they use it so much. I think they really love that fucking joke because I think every single episode <laughs> they use it. Yeah, they do it through a lot of them. That's for sure. Okay, 
So the summary I'm taking from AnimePlanet.com. In present-day Japan, Toshihiko Momoda is a member of a secret warrior faction called the Kifuken. The Kifuken is dedicated to destroying the Shoko Jinji. Shoku Jinji. Humans that turn into man-eating monsters when hunger takes them. They are called flesh eaters. <clears throat> However, to fate's chagrin, Momoda meets and quickly falls for Yuka, a Shoku Jinji herself. Will their love be able to overcome Yuka's insatiable appetite for human flesh? Or will the couple he destroyed by the bestial tendencies of humanity? Okay. So, our story starts off as you guys <laughs> made it uh, fun. It essentially introduces the Kafuken and Toshihiko. The Kafuken are hunting down these flesh eaters. They are uh, monsters that take human form. And then when their appetite goes, they essentially turn into crazy fucking horrific Digimons. <laughs> horrific Digimons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? What, what would be your funny little comparison? <laughs> Nothing. I'll just say that it's very reminiscent of Devil Man. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's way more deformed though, but yeah. Like yeah, yeah. They are they're quite hideous looking and it's Well uh crybaby, cool. crybaby style of demons, not the, right. the original yeah. Devil Man. Yeah. But even then it's like it's it is one of those was like I I guess it's the style that makes it like it's very easy to tell that it's a monster, not because it has big, sharp fucking fangs, but because of the fact that, or like giant claws, but because of the fact that like everything on them is just so hideous. They look disgusting. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> so that's, I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the key factors is much of their, I guess, life force is due to their arms which is kind of, mm. I guess, how they transform. So if you cut off their arm, then that's essentially, I guess, like stabbing their heart, essentially. Mm -hmm. Take away their power. Yeah, and it established Toshihiko has some kind of mental trauma uh, based on this mystery blonde woman. Uh, we come to find out it's essentially his, like, stepmother from his early, early, early childhood. And uh, there, I believe, what was that, episode four? Yeah, episode four is a uh, recap of the kind of Kefuken's past re revolving around uh, three people. Juzo, Oba, and Jin, which are three people because, uh, if I get the names messed up, feel free to correct me. I think it's Jin no, it's who falls in love with a, wo a blonde woman named Hiromi, and you quickly, like put two and two together, Hiromi is uh, uh, Toshiko's I mean, they are like, all, they are Technically, they are all in love with her. Right, yeah, all the three of them are because, all in love with them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Jin... That, that episode, that episode just comes out, out of fucking... I was so fucking confused, because yeah. Harumi just looks exactly like uh, what is the name? Yuka? Yuka, yeah. And I was like, what is happening? What is this transition? And then, just like, who are these people? Like, wait a second. Yeah, there's Oba no, there's just, absolutely Oba no setup for a flashback. Yeah, no Oba setup just at looks all. looks the same. I'm like, oh, wait, that's the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, <clears throat> yeah, the flashback episode kind of, 
the whole episode functions to tell you who's in love with who, what's everyone's past, and as soon as all the characters come back that we knew from the first three episodes, what I didn't like about this is there was no mystery anymore. Everything was just right in front of me from the start, and over the course of the anime, when all these mysteries are revealed to the characters, I'm like, well, I knew that like six episodes ago, so we gotta... <laughs> it's not, it's mean, not the, shocking. The main plot was kind of, a, kind of a mystery, like the reveal of the, the little the little medicine. Are you talking about Oba in general? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that is a different thing than what I was kind of hinting at with... Oh, okay, with, I see. With the, the other guy, Kazuma. Yeah, with Kazuma's past, with Toshihiko's connection to her, where Jin comes into play, like all all those questions were just kind of immediately answered in a flashback that was, to me, super early in the show. Uh, but I did like what's weird is I liked the episodes throughout the anime. Mm. It was just kind of the order and the pace. It's it's my kind of issue with how you Yuasa tell stories in general i suppose because i'm not i'm not too high on his his uh technique i guess i could put it that how way are you how dare no, I? I mean like i kind of <laughs> i kind of agree with you especially in this situation like i like this show and i like i said i'm with you there i like the episodes i do feel like it feels a little bit like even for you also a little bit like it's it's stumbling a little bit a little bit i feel like it gets better towards the second half but especially in the first half there's a little bit of like, okay, like you're trying to sort of like catch up to even in episode one to a certain extent, you're trying to catch up to what is going on. That's like, okay, what am I actually watching here? What is happening? That's like, okay, all right. And then you feel like they make a lot of references to different stories and whatnot, both Japanese and otherwise. But so it's just like trying to be like, oh, is it like, is it this? Is it no? Wait, never mind. Not not quite. So you're, I'm just sitting there trying to like piece together like what is happening. And then the flashback happens, and it's just like, oh. And then I feel like it sort of goes on to a, not exactly different theme, but like it's sort of like, okay, now it's established itself a little bit. Kind of. Kind of. Let's move, let's move on. It's like, okay, cool. So it, <laughs> it becomes a little bit like, a little bit awkward, I guess, in terms of like where it goes from episode to episode, like how it progresses the story. But I'm still enjoying myself. I'm still having fun watching the episodes. So, I mean, that's a win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, episode one establishes a lot a lot of just the, I guess, the Kafukin and our characters. And then as soon as you... So, episode... <laughs> this is where I, I, I messaged you guys, like, kind of after it. Because it was this episode. It was... So, at the end of the episode, he's like, Toshiko's ch- chasing down a monkey who is a rambunctious, I guess, wacky thing that frequents the show and whatever it's a monkey leads him to the beach and he meets yuka and there's like a hard scene of toshiko and yuka like immediately i guess getting it on in a shower or yuka and her ex-boyfriend something something wacky and wild there's like multiple sex scenes going on and then the show (laughs) ends and then it's and then episode two starts and it's like you miss like a year. 
It's just, oh, they've been together for a long time. I'm going to I'm going to introduce you to my father finally. Oh, let's go. And then it hard cuts again. The father's dead. We're going to his funeral. More time passes. <laughs> like, what the how what did I miss? This is the Yuasa storytelling and pace that I'm talking about where it just really throws you through a loop and you don't know what's happened. And it's up to you, the viewer, to go. I guess that's like six months. It could be three weeks. I don't know if the relationship's going fast. I don't know if they've been together for a long time. Does it matter? Nah, the anime sure as hell doesn't seem to care. These two are in love. Let's go with it. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. I mean, I, the moment the monkey appears, is like, yeah, this shit's just not going to make a lot of sense. It doesn't fucking I, I never got the feeling that they were together that long in the beginning anyways, but that's just me. But like, I don't know. I kind of like the moment the, the monkey appears because that's just like, ah, yes, of course. We got to get the mascot for what would eventually become Sai and Saru. Of course, it has to, he has course, to be yeah. in there. Sai <laughs> uh, and Saru, for those that don't know, is uh, Masaki Yuasa Studio. So <laughs> it's just, I saw that and I'm just like, ah. All right, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Remember Maddow's back in the good old days when they used to put their name on everything they helped other studios make? Right. Remember, like, uh, the like 60s shows we've seen and whatnot? Fucking uh, the volleyball show. Remember the clock that said Madhouse and whatnot? Like, <laughs> That's of right. Course, of course, Masaki Wasa has learned from that, and they have learned from that, and they do the same thing. <laughs> but instead of writing their name, they put, they put Sai and Sadu in <laughs> as a character. <laughs> I'm looking at Yuasa's like directorial past, and it seems like outside of key animation work and whatnot, it goes Mind Game, which is the movie we talked about, and then this one seems to be his like official directorial like TV debut. I wonder if that's right. Uh... Maybe. He's got a bunch of like crayon chin chan type stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mon. Some animation work, but yeah, it looks like you might be right, at least based on what's on Mal. Yeah, know. that's what I'm going by. Oh, here we go. Here's one from 1990. Nah, that's key animation. Never mind. Yeah, he does a lot of key animations, animation 80s and 90s. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's an animator, so it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and then anime. when you put things together like Shin Chan and Doraemon, it really makes a lot of sense why his style is very much like in the realm of <laughs> the, those wacky child shows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have our, like, I'm a flesh eater in love. You're a killer of flesh eaters. They're out on the run. And this is when the anime kind of really, this is when Yuasa goes, we are going to slow down and have dialogue that you don't know if there's a purpose for, but they're trying to be real humans. For example, uh, well, real humans. Anyways, the it's Toshiko and Yuka. They're just kind of hanging out on a train and they're just casually hanging out. And I'm like, I'm. They ran away in the previous episode, and they're on the run. I, it makes sense that they're just kind of on a train going, all right, where to? But they're not, like, referencing any of that. They're just, like, they're just talking about, like, nothing. <laughs> and the these scenes happen, like, constantly throughout the show. And I just, 
it re- it takes me out of it because I just yeah it, I, it, I feel it. there is no sense of urgency on on any episode no like, spe- absolutely zero they're running away but they're just chilling and then in the other episode they're still running away and they're like but hey let's just you know have some some sex well yeah, I mean yeah, they're deeply yeah, in love sure we gotta and then it. you have like like three or four stories at the same time and Kazuma is doing like I'm going to change Kofu again and we're gonna use robots now but okay. it, there's absolutely zero sense of urgency on anything yeah Kazuma is his half brother correct yes okay alright yeah. got that so Kazuma is the half brother of our main character Toshiko and there's I guess the there's three large stories happening. Toshiko on the run with a flesh eater in love. He was supposed to be the heir to the Kifukin and taken over. However, the Kifukin are now wildly inexperienced. Everyone's young. Uh, and the flesh eaters are kind of, I guess, evolving. Is that is that a decent little way to put it? No, it's just there's a bunch of flesh eaters appearing. And it's extremely uncommon. Okay. All right. They, they made it seem like they were able to integrate have... to society a lot more because they can hold human form longer or something or another. Well, that's the uh, that's the, the other one. one. It, it's okay. basically yeah. they have they have a list of possible flesh eaters. Yeah. But the problem is the ones appearing they're just weird, mismatched, and when they're killed, they become human again. So what what they are kind of implying is if a true flesh eater is skilled they 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 like remain in the in the monster form okay but these new flesh eaters who are basically irregulars they're not appearing on any on any list i see when you kill them they become human and so it's like, implying well, they're weird. like half they human kind of they, deal yeah they shouldn't become human again because they're not human to begin with mm. so if you kill them the power is gone, they shouldn't stay as flesh eaters or you know, Moses, and they're extremely confused because not okay, only that, they're right. becoming overwhelmed because there's so many appearing, they cannot kind of they cannot deal with those many appearances. Okay, that makes sense. It's that makes sense now because of the plot weird. that's unveiled later in the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robot, uh Oba thing. <clears throat> and okay, which excuse me. explains the, the little bits at the beginning. Where people kind of dying randomly and people becoming flesh eaters randomly, and the flesh eaters are confused about being flesh eaters to begin with, and the the sequences, the the opening sequences, which I thought at first was like, oh, this is like the beginning of the appearance of the the flesh eaters, but it, it explains later what it is. So, where. Where do I want to take this next? The series then continues as characters are on the run a a long time. There's wacky sex scenes between Toshihiko and Yuka. Uh, The first one, she she loses control because, oh man, she gets hot and heavy. And, I don't know, they end up at a pool and Toshihiko's solution for their next romp in the bed is to handcuff her <laughs> and they bang he bangs a monster essentially <laughs> yeah yep. it worked kind of berserk style let's yeah. go berserk yeah style. yeah yeah successful whatever man. you gotta do i do also love the one thing that's kind of like happens later but it's kind of interesting it's like 
the whole like uh well not even interesting but it's like it's kind of funny just like they do it a lot and then it's like at at the end there is like <laughs> towards the end toshihiko's getting kind of fucking tired of the whole like okay like can we have more sex and it's just like dude look at me i'm fucking scratched up all over myself like i'm so close to losing my life every single time i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of getting over it <laughs> yeah that kind of goes into a weird sequence where one of his um i guess childhood friends named brie she has a her role is very I guess her whole purpose is she's the the third wheel and she wants to bang Toshiko, succeeds at one point, but really wants to bring him back. <clears throat> and that leads into kind of he's like, oh, he can have like real sex and not worry about his life. <laughs> of course he regrets it, and that causes friction between him and Yuka and whatever. Yeah. Like Rie becomes kind of like the damsel in distress, the one like the easily manipulated one, I guess, better yeah. than damsel in distress. Like she is the one that's like, ah, oh, but I like I don't have anywhere to go. This place is my only place. Like ah, but you can be the one to save it. And then it's like bit of a missed opportunity in my opinion. I felt like I could have done a little bit more with that, but that just like always to kind of just get rid of her again immediately. And it's just like ah, oh, okay, I see. We're we're not going further. We're that's it. So yeah, she is That's a bit of it. like a, a bit of a third wheeler, a bit of like you know, prob maybe a result of only being thirteen episodes. But I don't know. I, I again, yeah, uh, she's, you she's also, so, a, you also, not only a third wheel, she's a plot device. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, AOR, yeah. That's like, that's that's, that's, that's what I was like, looking for. It's so, it, it's it's kind of unfortunate because she doesn't have a lot of purpose, and every time she has a purpose, she just gets fucked. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I mean, right? Because it's like at first I'm like, maybe it's because it's 13 episode, but then it's like, ah, you saw you also did ping pong the animation and he did get a lot out of those characters in only eleven episodes. So I don't necessarily think that's that's it. I just think they like you said, I don't really think they had much plan with her. It's kind of just like, eh. You yeah, know, we need we, to give her some reason. Yeah, we need we need the the dumb dumb that is gonna do dumb dumb shit. It's kind of what she is. She's <laughs> there and she makes really bad decisions. One after another. I mean, characters making bad decisions is a Yuasa special. <laughs> People making bad decisions is normal. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. okay. So I was seven episodes into the show, and I really was not feeling it. I was like, okay, this is fine, I guess. Not really feeling it. Not, nothing kind of connects or makes sense. The pace is wild. And then as soon as I got through episode eight... And then nine, that's when I'm like, okay, now we got a plot. Things are things are coming together. Uh, did you guys immediately get the feeling that Cosma uh, was like, okay, are we? Am I supposed to believe that octopus <laughs> is close to human flesh, and that satiated Cosma's, I guess, desire to eat and be a half flesh eater himself? Is that is that what we're led to believe? Uh, well, I, I mean, don't yes. know. He was being warned, like they, they told him about that being warned about eating octopus. So I, I, I sort of see where JD is coming from. I say it's probably a mixture of everything that is going on, like the whole stress and everything, the octopus, the fucking whole situation with Rhea, and how he's fucking confused about her. 
Yeah. I think it's like I think it's a mixture of everything that but but yeah, they they did leave that bit in there about like don't eat octopus and then he's like, ah, what's the harm? And he's like, Yeah, what is the harm? Why can't I eat octopus? And it's like, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you might yeah. you might get a uh, a taste for human flesh <laughs> after that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I that was one thing I didn't quite get. It's mm. wacky Yuasa comedy coming into yeah, the true. play as well. For me, it was it's like, well, like, you know, he's a flesh eater and Oba knows that <laughs> and he's feeding him stuff and he's, you know, he's changing. I was like, well, that is not octopus. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not eating. That is not octopus at all. There's most likely just f- fucking human flesh. Being- but it, 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 but later it implies that or it kind of straight up tells you that Cosmo's just really in love with eating octopus and he goes out and gets it on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, again, that was the, the thing I, I didn't catch. It was like maybe human flesh tastes, tastes like fucking octopus, so they just maybe. bend both of them. But you I guys don't want, know. Do you guys want to try it out yourselves? <laughs> no. No, I'm good. I'm yes, good. sir. I, I would like it. to. I'd like a. <laughs> I would like a octopus and a side of human meat. <laughs> maybe, maybe human meat is chewy like octopus. I don't know. It was just. Like, I, 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 I guess like we're just going to have to find out ourselves, guys. <laughs> it was one of the, the things that was just like, just like the fucking monkey going around being actually the the best fighter in this fucking <laughs> anime. It's one of the things that is it is not explained. It doesn't make sense and. You just you just take it. Yeah, just it kind of has no purpose either. The monkey is just just there like for fucking Saiji or Bonchan being a giant. Like, <laughs> just I just he's just giant, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, sure. Has something to do with uh, this with is a universe where fucking monsters who ate fucking human flesh are just roaming around. Sure, you know what? Fuck it. It probably has something to do with his father. I would have to assume. But it's pretty, it is just, I don't know, it's kind of funny, again, to me at least, the whole, like, you have this giant fucking Saiji just, like, walking around and everybody's scared of him. And then it's like, at the towards the end of it, you realize that, like, motherfucker was, like, being bullied and shit. Nobody fucking liked him, nobody, everybody was fucking making fun of him because he was being weak and whatnot. I'm just like, it's kind of ironic, not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> giant ass motherfucker and everybody's making fun of him okay so we're now kind of in in the final stretch of the show it's revealed that oba the third wheel from the past it's amazing how important that flashback episode was you have to kind of remember a lot from that episode Mm. Uh, might be worth watching twice before you get through like episode nine (laughs) So Oba is this mastermind and he wants to take over the Kifukin. Now you guys explain to me what is his role? What is his like motivation to it all? And why did he go about this plot the way he did? What What, what is this plan exactly? He is big bad. Uh, I mean, for one, he wants his son to be stronger. One of the motivations for what he does, uh, he wants to get him new claws so that he can finally become more powerful. I guess mm-hmm. he is 
is obsessed with power. Also something about public indecency, I guess, because the fact that he just absolutely goes mentally crazy and starts, or sorry, stops wearing clothes and just wears <laughs> whatever the fuck he wants, start pay, taking people's arms and rubbing them on his fucking crotch and whatnot. I don't know. He's he's insane. Yeah. He's he's he's, yeah, he's just absolutely insane. I don't think I think that is the best fucking explanation you can have. He's absolutely mental. My guy he doesn't have screws loose. He doesn't have anything. <laughs> he has no screws at all. He just goes fucking mental. Yeah, he does. Something he had like an ending, like kind of rant there when he goes to fucking destroy all of Tokyo and he's just like fucking everyone like screaming at the top of his lungs how he wants everyone dead, whether they be fucking normal people, politicians, fucking warmongers, goddamn pacifists. He's just out of, he's just, he's out of it. He's, you know, clearly seeking power and they all were, but it's just, I don't, like it's, it's gotten to his head and he is just not there anymore. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely in love with Yuka's mother. Just still refusing he to let go of that. He Ikari Genji on us and fucking do yeah, the God clones that, that, was, shit. that is a creepy fucking scene, though. The clones just walking out, breaking as they're fucking going towards him, and then starts eating him. It's just, oh my fucking God. Oh, was yeah. a nasty scene. There, there's, a, there's a huge point of the we, we missed with the other fucking flesh eaters before then. With uh, the ex-boyfriend of Yuka. The fact oh, that she's yeah. pregnant. Gakudo or some, whatever his name is. Yeah, Gakudo. and where you get introduced to the drug. And Toshihiko's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I yeah. honestly don't know what you're talking about. And he's just... <laughs> they put a, like, a, a fucking... What is it? A, a chain to his pelvis or some shit? And yeah. just a, 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 little, a little pause. Toshihiko is made of fucking clay. <laughs> <laughs> like he got stabbed and died so many times, but he he just doesn't die. He just recovers himself. I don't know what it is. I even felt the need to address that at some point at the end, where it's just like, "Haha, I see you're good. You managed to avoid getting stabbed in vital in vital organs." And I'm just like taking a closer look at him, How? and he just has a giant claw through his entire body, and I'm just like, "No." No, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> and that, was, that happened twice. Yeah, unless he fucking put all of his vital organs in his head, I don't think that's what happened. Yeah, he's making a fucking clay. It's a secret Kafukan technique. Like fucking... <laughs> fucking pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he cannot fucking control his intestines. It's, it's quite amazing. But regardless, there's like this whole point <laughs> with the, the, the last of the, the flash readers. And they're being raided by the Kifulkin. Kifulkin. Mm. And they're like, oh, see, they're, they're using the drug now. And it's like, what, what drug is it? What the fuck is this? And then Oboy explains what the drug is, which is kind of a very, it's a health supplement made out of beast claws. Right. The, the flesh of those claws. And if you, if you drink it, it gives you human... Uh, Superhuman strength or uh, flesh eater strength, but not only that, it kind of makes everything go away, the pain go away, 
like you see the raid like some of the Kifo there's one Kifoken guy who, who lost his lower half and his organs are just on the ground and he's still alive he's just like give me the gun so I can kill myself he tries to shoot at Toshiko and Yuka he's like how <laughs> oh, fuck I missed and when he goes to kill himself there's no bullets anymore it's very very bizarre and, and then like yeah. one of the side effects is the drug is making everyone become fleshless and then yeah. it just clicks and you remember all the beginnings of every single mm. episode where you have like people becoming flesh eaters is because they are actually drinking the fucking medicine. Right, from the yeah, prostitute like, oh. in the red light light district to the elderly couple that they kind of just have a random episode yeah. with. Not even that, like to the, well, it's even little, when Yuka's like, at the funeral. The high school boy, the high school boy with, with the the girlfriend, and he gets excited and ate half of him, uh, half of her. Oh yeah, yeah. The the old man who is just in the fucking retirement house and he just tries to eat the the nurse, but he doesn't have any teeth anymore. Yeah, yeah. But even like you even go further back, like back all the way to the uh, like the the burial or fucking the uh, the funeral for uh, for their father when Yuka comes to visit when they try to prove her as a uh, as a flesh eater. The fucking the drink that they serve her, it has the same color. As the fucking thing they showed, so and considering the fact that we know later on that <laughs> it in fact wasn't Yuka that killed that killed Toshiko's father, but uh, you know Oba, or at least it's heavily implied. Yeah, um, it implies that yeah, Oba it has killed story. literally literally everybody. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just like uh, you're saying, it's like ah, oh, that so that that also explains that thing how we could make her reveal reveal herself as a flesh eater or how they managed to make make her reveal herself as a flesh eater <laughs> because yeah. I, back then it's like i guess they have some techniques to figure out but yeah, i mean yes. when when kazuma is going crazy and he he eats one of his friends and he's just going like uh, try to to kill Hozuki, which is a, a side character as well, the guy with the afro. <laughs> and Hozuki's going, no, you just you just drank too much of that of that drug. It's okay. It's just a minor side effect. It's like, man, people becoming flesh eaters is a minor side effect. Of yeah, minor, no big deal. It's Holy fine. crap! What is <laughs> what is a major side effect of that thing? You're going fucking psycho like Oba. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty major. <laughs> well, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of interesting things, like a lot of little interesting stories in the middle, like Omeda's story, where he becomes one of the the captains of Kifoken. It's it's one of the the friends of Kazuma, and he fell he falls in love with the with Flashira. Like he tries mm. to flee as well, Toshihiko style, but then like the ending of the episode, which is just hard leaving his head on a bench yeah and going away you kind of you definitely saw yeah. that absolutely coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> a mile i know away. but it, it, it's interesting because it's it's a it's a parallel it's a parallel story to toshihiko's right right because everyone like, thinks what that's what's going to happen to him but and that's the and toshihiko is the fucking inspiration for omeda to try and right. flee with flesh yeah well, well, the guy got played. The same. Is... Prostitute, prostitute, don't care about your bra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, everybody's trying to flee with flesh eaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But episode nine, everything becomes absolutely fucking mental. Nothing makes sense anymore. Not not even the animation is concise concise anymore. Nah, it's just a fucking fever dream with a with a fucking <laughs> monkey there. Yeah, but in a weird way, like ten through thirteen, that stretch was much more entertaining, and because it was just so whacked out that you're like, okay, I'm in. I guess let's finish this sucker. <laughs> Yeah, because especially because you don't need to pay attention to a bunch of different stories. No, it's all it's Since all kind they, of just in yeah, front of now you. Now they yeah. all converged, and you have Oba completely gone. The guy's just completely out of it. Like when when he founds Yuka in the fucking forest, and he's just using a bow tie and and suspenders. Mm-hmm. It's like what, and then like he's using the animal little hats. Yep. Afterwards, he's just complete out of it. So not only every single story converge, Cosmo fucking loses it as well. Go full flesh eater, kills his friend and hates him. Ria goes completely retarded and tries to become a flesh eater, and Oba is just absolutely out of it. It's he is such loving a... every second of it. Listen, yeah. man, he is having the time of the his time, life, dude. The time of his life, and it doesn't <laughs> even come close to what Oba is feeling. Like, holy <laughs> shit, my man just—it's com- completely out of it, and he is fucking going. There's no fucking stops and no breaks. So, it is just the moment Yuasa gave up and just popped the LSD just went <laughs> just, just, just went and nothing makes sense the animation doesn't make sense the characters are basically moral and everything dies for for fucking plot reasons it's not even a <laughs> it's not even doesn't it, it's not a it's not good the deaths and 9 to towards towards the 13 are not good because they're all plot related this character has to die because the story demands them to die and the after story does not com- <laughs> like does not comport this character being alive so i'm just going to kill them and you got to fucking <laughs> deal with it is it bad? Yes. Is it bad written? Yes. Is it less entertaining because of that? Absolutely not. It's yeah, in fact, it's kind of more entertaining in a weird way. Oh, but that's yeah. I mean, that's Yuasa. Everything's in a weird way to get you to keep your eyes on the screen as as entertainment. But then as soon as we start talking about it like we are now, it's just, yeah, well, <laughs> maybe that wasn't so good. <laughs> well, eh, I don't know. I still enjoy it to a certain extent. I don't like the second half of this show for me is still uh, a lot better than the first half. Yes, With the exception of the final episode, uh, it's a little a bit of a wet fart kind of ending, in my opinion. Like, and it, <laughs> no pun intended. A lot of, yeah, no pun intended. Like, there's a lot of the whole like kind of climax stuff that kind of comes up, and there's like even Oba breaking the fourth wall and being like, ooh, we're going to the climax. And it's just like, all right, we're going to the climax. Well, I'm expecting some sick ass. I'm expecting fucking shit on the line. I'm expecting what the fuck is happening. <laughs> why are you see we the fucking like, diapers? <laughs> why the fuck is this like? Okay, it's time to face off against the big bad. And anyways, he is now ahead, and he is fucking fucking off to kill Tokyo. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> well, don't take this away from me. Don't take it this becomes. Fucking- 
it becomes so <laughs> just lost. Like, I feel like episode 13 is what having a psychosis breakdown feels like. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, the, even the animation downgrades to a point <laughs> where <laughs> it, it barely has any sequence. It feels like the, they, they just put a bunch of amateurs to draw the fucking key animations and in-betweens. <laughs> Nothing absolutely makes sense, but it was definitely made by the best people possible to animate it. And it, it's it's it has a quite quite a feeling, it, it quite a personality to it. Mm. It's okay. such an amazing fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a drug trip. The la- the last few episodes, even more so than <laughs> the start. Okay. Final thoughts and scores, Tori. What you got? Uh, yeah. I mean. I can definitely understand why this show is not brought up when you talk about Yuasa very much. <laughs> no. Like, definitely not the sort of shit that you would put as like the apex of your career. But you know, at the same time, I'm kind of getting similar vibes with this as I get with like um uh hold on. Let me just make sure that I get this right. Uh that I get the name guy's name right, because I don't yeah, it's the sort of the same thing what you get with uh Tetsuro Araki. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the guy who directed uh, Attack on Titan, at least early on. Okay. Um, it's the same thing. It's like, it for me feels kind of like High School of the Dead is, uh, is to that guy, right? If you talk about Tetsuro Araki, you will generally say that his best work is probably Attack on Titan. But if you were to ask him, he claims that High School of the Dead is probably some of his best work that he's ever, ever made in terms of anime. And it simply comes down to one thing. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Not necessarily well written. It's not as necessarily well made. It is somewhat well made, but you know, still that is still an etchy show about zombies. And uh, but it's goddamn fun. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's action. It's sex. It's stupid, but it's fun. Cameron also made not not in the same way, but it carries a lot of the same themes. A lot of unnecessary and gratuitous sex scenes. Stupid plot lines. Breakneck speed at some points and completely slowing down on others and just kind of being all over the place. Is this something that I would highlight as a great, great work? Probably not. Do I regret watching this? Absolutely not. I loved it. I enjoyed myself. I give it a seven. Oh, <laughs> give it a seven. <laughs> I just love like this this passionate rant about passions and stupidity and how you should not. I feel bad about this kind of show. It's like a fucking IGN review. I love it. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I can't. Yes. Did I enjoy it myself? Of course. And at the end of the day, this is just entertainment and pure entertainment, nonetheless. That's why I give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, I can't, I can't even that using that reasoning, I can't justify higher than a seven. I know, but I can't I just my list as well because it's just like I I had too much fun with this. I can't sit there and be like, oh, I didn't. This is bad. I didn't like it. I no. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> I want to highlight. I want to highlight the the opening and the ending the themes. They are absolutely bangers. At least in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I did like. I did like the theme. theme. I did like the theme. Yeah, that was well, not <laughs> yeah, bad. The, the anime, generally the has a lot of good really themes nice. into a show, so it's yeah. pretty funny like that. I definitely, I definitely agree. When looking at the grand scheme of things, uh, Kevin is 
average at best <laughs> uh really bad at worst uh however it's still very entertaining of course the animation is not for everyone and the jokes are not for everyone and some of the themes like fucking a absolutely demon is also not really for everyone um however the staff of this anime is pro the best as possible the voice actors and actresses are the best of, as possible they are actually really really good and quite famous um you definitely recognizable a lot of them mm -hmm. and like you definitely need a certain mood to watch this show different from what jd said the first three episodes for me felt like an eternity it was so slow <laughs> i felt they were so 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 slow so it, it definitely varies from person to person and that is technically very good because you can have a, a very passionate and nice discussion about everything that happens because you interpret everything that is going on differently due to the sheer abstract value this show also has but there's definitely a certain mood and definitely a certain i would say even a background to like this kind of show just like what happened with ping pong uh ping pong has a really really good score but equivalent to the very good score ping pong the animation has it has the same amount of people who don't like ping pong the animation and the show is kind of the same category however oh, I, I gave it an eight again uh, technically it's technically a seven but goddamn i did let, like over over just carries the show at the end it's just such a absolutely amazing psychedelic psychosis related train wreck that is you just cannot take your eyes out of it but i advise watch like two episodes at max like start with the first three because episode four is uh, for some reason the a hard uh flashback so episode four forwards just watch you every single day have a good time and uh, yeah an eight so i'm kind of mirroring tori's thoughts a lot of this uh, i like how you brought up when you think of yuasa you definitely do not <laughs> even kind of hear the beast claw come up in the conversation yeah. it's the far in fact before we kind of decided to do this anime i'd never heard of this show maybe once or Same. twice just in passing that you guys maybe i brought it up just in conversation randomly in the past <clears throat> but yeah yuas is not my favorite director in the world his style uh is very wacky it's definitely drug drug trip inducing i knew what i was kind of getting into uh because i've seen uh better works of his <laughs> for sure this is definitely one of his early projects, and he kind of went off the deep end at one point or another <laughs> a few times. Uh, the ending is incredibly entertaining. I think that final stretch kind of really brought me in, because before that, I was, I was really not feeling it. And then as soon as we hit the LSD button, we're like, all right, if we're going to go crazy, let's at least go full crazy. And I definitely got that. So that brought me back into it, and I ended up giving this a 6 out of 10. So that kind of gives us all around Tori's score of a 7, which... 
I suppose it isn't the worst thing we've covered on on this podcast. We actually ended up with an average score that's basically the same as the one on Mal. Yeah. I was going to say 3-7, but still. Rounding down. Rounding down. (laughs) Since we don't do do decimals. (laughs) Yeah, we do Uh, do not. Well, no, we do not do decimals. Oh, yeah. A, a 7.39. Don't quite agree with mine, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hickey, uh, have you watched this prior to the podcast? No, no. Okay, so this was a first for all of us. But I, yeah. I enjoy the psychedelic kind of shit. <laughs> wow. It's one of those shows. Like, I found this by accident, pretty much. Yeah. And I just saw worked on it, and I'm just like, I've never heard of this show, and there's probably a reason for it. But I, based on who is working on this, I know that I have to watch this at some point. Yeah, like, of course, well-written shows and concise shows are nice. But, like, from time to time, even if you're going to watch it, you go watch the show, you have a bunch of fun, like this one, and you sit down to discuss it, and you realize, sure. this show is really bad written. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It is atrocious of how bad written this show is. I'm not poking fun as at Yuasa. I'm not saying he's a bad writer. It's just that this one is really, really bad written. Even with the psychedelic stuff, the bad written stuff, it is bad written. There's there's plot-driven deaths, there's plot-driven uh, driven things, and I hate the, those kind of things. It's not that the story is progressing well. It's being forced to progress due to certain events that are very cliche. Uh, but you know what? From time to time, it, it's good. It's good to to have a show where you don't need to focus so much so much in what makes sense and why not. You get into a you got under the the understanding that this show is very bad written, so you can focus on other things like the the dumb stuff, Oba fucking losing it, Kazuma fucking losing it, Toshihiko fucking. Shading on his pants half of the time in this show. Uh, the drug making people become flashier. And why not? And all, right. all, the, all those enjoyments, like all that, that enjoyment come out of understanding this show is very bad written. <laughs> and yet it got you, Hickey. Uh, that's, yeah, one of your yeah. higher, that's one of your higher scores in a while, I think. Well, probably, probably. I, I mean, I, we, I, I gave a good score for I think I also gave an A to, to Noska. So, huh. I was more thinking of kind of the TV shows, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, 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 I think, Ma- I think Master, I think before Master Keaton, it was a, it was a while before you got something this high. Yeah. yeah. I just like the dumb, like the dumbness of it. I understood from, from episode one, you understand this show is, is going to be a rough ride. Sure. If you like, if you like well-written shows, I like well-written shows. And since I understood it, I was like, ah, it's the Masaki Wasa, and it has a very interesting kind of, uh, a lot of interesting characters, a lot of interesting voice actresses and actors, and also a very interesting style of animation. I'll just go under the assumption this is going to be ex- atrocious, and if I pay attention to my, too much attention to the story, I'm going to be very angry. And I don't like the show, so I just went under the assumption this show is going to be one of the worst written shows I've watched. It's not there, 
However, it's not good <laughs> when it comes to the story, but it, it's fine. It's 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 fun. That's what matters at the end. That's why I will give it a three. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Our next episode in a couple weeks is uh, the continuation of Slam Dunk. We're doing episodes fifty-one through seventy-five. That is my pick for the next one. If you want to uh, catch up and listen to our reviews, you can go back to episode 103 and 110 to catch up with us on Slam Dunk. Look forward to that episode in two weeks. See you next time. Peace. Bye.